0: Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 22. This is a very special episode because we are a few days away from the Rio Olympics starting and my guest today is Katarina Simonovic who is currently swimming the 200 and 400 meter freestyle for Serbia but I came in contact with Kat because she currently goes to my alma mater, Arizona State University. And after speaking with her, she is just such an amazing, talented young woman. I'm very pleased that I got to know her. And I hope all of you uh, tune in to watch her swim on August 7th and 8th. And stay tuned after the episode because I replaced our closing theme with a new theme song, Just for Cat. Go Get 'em, Cat. Forkum Devils.
1: In the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candle slicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a, Roll
0: a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Hello again, dragons. This is Kenny Rotter, your host of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Today I am very excited to bring you the special Rio Olympian edition of the podcast with I'm gonna tr- Katerina Simonovic. Did I totally yep, that? right. Oh yes, nailed Excellent. it. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, so I actually found out about you because you are currently a student at my alma mater Arizona State and the Barrett Honors College and I wanted to reach out to you and get you on the podcast. Um, so how are you doing?
2: Doing awesome. I want to say go Devils for go right there. Um, yeah, things are great. super excited. Um, don't know that it's quite hit me yet, but everything's going on track and things are good.
0: Excellent. Um, are you still like training pretty hard right now or is it kind of like the calm before the storm?
2: Um, usually before competition things kind of get more relaxing and um, I'm, I'm starting to kind of rest for the meat and stuff. So in, training wise, it's not too intense right now, but um, slowly gearing up mentally for the big
0: meat. Okay, excellent. And Just because I've done a little bit of research about you, could you tell everyone out there listening um, just a little bit about yourself, and then kind of end with what event you're doing?
2: Uh, Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I go to ASU, I'm studying journalism, and I'm minoring in um, film and media production. Um, I'm going into my senior year, so... You know in that phase of trying to figure out what the heck to do with my life um, but at the same time i know right um at the same time kind of wrapping up my swimming career and seeing um how that takes its toll and making the transition into you know the workforce and um taking my swimming abilities into um hopefully my journalism fields and stuff like that um but yeah right now main focus is the olympic games and um, you know, kind of hit the pinnacle point of my swimming career and my athletic career. So gearing up for that, and really, really excited.
0: Well, that's that's excellent. And I think a, a, a few things is a. I think any employer is lucky to have an Olympian in their in their midst, just because it's if you can be that dedicated and that motivated to accomplish something that awesome, then, you know, what else are you going to bring to whatever company you work for? You're going to bring that same dedication, right. that same motivation.
2: Right. Right. And I think too, um, a big part of it, even though swimming like an individual sport, um, I think, you know, making it this far, one of my strong, um, assets too is, you know, being a team player and knowing how to work with others. So hopefully that transitions pretty well.
0: Okay. Uh, and so you do individual swimming events or do you do? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. And when did you get started swimming?
2: So I started swimming around the age of, I want to say seven or eight years old. Um, I used to play soccer and I, I faced a pretty big knee injury at at a young age um i just dis- i dislocated one of my knee caps um Ooh. running around or scoring a goal i don't even know but um our family's doctor suggested that swimming was really good for joints and so my parents not knowing much about you know swimming or it being a competitive sport at all they just kind of threw me into the summer league you know right down the street and kind of started there and fell in love with the competitive aspect and that whole thing. And I loved to race, so it kind of stuck. more wasn't stalker, bitch.
0: That's awesome. And, like, I can feel you on the knee injury thing because I tore my ACL uh, a while ago. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And I wish I would have started swimming. But now when I try to get in the pool, I get so self-conscious because I'm like, I look like a fool. Um, <laughs> and it's like the the most advanced swimming I can do is the doggy paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's maybe maybe once you finish up at ASU, if you are ever out in LA, you can give me a few pointers.
2: <laughs> we'll have to look into that for sure. <laughs>
0: for sure. All right. And so I don't want to mislead people. You are not racing you're not swimming for the United States, correct?
2: Right. I'm competing for Serbia.
0: Okay. And are you, are you, are you from Serbia? Were you born in Serbia?
2: So I'm first generation, um, American. I'm my, both sides of my parents, both sides of my family are from Serbia. Um, they were both, both my mom and dad were born in different parts. Uh, my mom's from the north part of Serbia and my dad's more Western and, um, they actually found each other here in Arizona. So it's kind of a cool story and, um, here I am, born and raised uh, <laughs> from the East Valley, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, my whole family and a lot of our family friends, you know, they all still live in Serbia, so it's, it's really cool um, that my roots are that far um, from there,
0: so it's pretty cool. That That is really cool, and to be honest, I'm actually more excited that you're born and raised from Arizona because I was born and raised in Arizona, uh, oh, sweet. So, yeah, so now I have to ask, you said East Valley, uh, what high school?
2: I went to Mountain View.
0: Okay, see, so I went to Marcos Deniza.
2: Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> wow, small world. Yeah, well, I I was out there for the longest time, and I actually just moved out here about a year ago, so out to L.A. Awesome,
2: getting mm. out of the heat then.
0: You'd think, but right now Relatively, there's a, yeah, there's where, where, where we live. It's, you know, it's 95 instead of 115. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So it's still warm. You have your fair share of fun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you have a pretty strict diet when you're in competition mode?
2: Um, yeah, it's absolutely different than in, in training and um in kind of like the peak training. When I'm in competition mode, um again, because I'm resting more and um kind of gearing up for a big meet, I do a lot yet less yardage and a lot less intense work and kind of give my body an opportunity to um recharge and, you know, get to its rested form where I'm gonna compete the fastest. But in doing so, you know, when you lower the amount of intensity and um, endurance work you also have to eat less and you have to eat a lot cleaner in order not to like gain a ton of weight before competition because um, when you're racing you don't want to really change much than that you would um, like in season I don't want to be weighing a lot more on race day than I would the way I trained with whatever weight I was at if that makes any sense.
0: No absolutely and I'm sure that you're body wants it that way too, just because if your body's used to pulling a certain amount of weight, then you don't wanna have it your body doesn't wanna have to pull an extra, you know, two, three, four pounds.
2: Right, exactly that.
0: Excellent. And so when it's all said and done, after after you're done with your last race in Rio, what is your first meal gonna be? <laughs>
2: I don't, see, I don't know cultural wise what Brazil has to offer. I'm super excited to try like different cuisines and, you know, different things there, but definitely when I first land in the US, I'm going straight to Cinnabon and having the biggest cinnamon <laughs> roll that they have on on offer.
0: That Okay. Um we have a question on the podcast that we usually ask people. What is your favorite cheat meal? Uh, that is the perfect answer.
2: Dude, cinnamon rolls are just so good. They're so big and warm and the inside the middle the middle is by far the best.
0: And do you save the middle for last or do you go for it like oh, first? Oh yeah. No, nope.
2: okay. that is that is the last bite there.
0: And I usually get one of the uh the creams on the side and then just save oh. <laughs> like half of Don't it. Down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and now all I want to do is go out and get a cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, here on the podcast, we're a bunch of nerds. So, we briefly spoke about this before, but what are some of your favorite areas that you consider yourself maybe a little bit a nerd about?
2: Um, I definitely have to confess to the whole Pokemon Go trend. Yes! Um, it's out there, loving it, loving to go, you know, walk out and especially explore my school campus and... Me and my boyfriend are all about that. We go around and, you know, try and pick up as many new Pokemon as we can. Totally nerdy about that. Um,
0: that's so great.
2: Yeah, and I totally – I have to admit, too, that I'm definitely a Netflix and show kind of girl. Um, definitely binge-watch my shows, and I know what I like and what I don't like. So that's a lot
0: of fun, too. Excellent. What shows are you currently uh, currently watching?
2: So I'm up to date on Suits, have totally finished that. Um, I love Scandal, and I finished um, New Girl, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have quite the range, but...
0: That is quite the range. I love my
2: funny stuff, and I love my suspense stuff, too, so...
0: Yeah. um, God, It's Always Sunny. I have not watched that show since, like, the fourth or fifth season.
2: Yeah, it's an older one, but I, I still get a kick out of it.
0: Yeah, you know, I need to go back because I enjoyed watching it. It was just there were so many things that came up in life that I was just like, oh, and then I never went back to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I need to ask, um, Pokemon Go, have you run into anything yet?
2: What do you mean run into anything? Like a
0: wall. Like are, you, oh. <laughs> are, like, are you looking at your phone, and then you'll be looking for a Pokemon, and you'll hit, like, a wall or a pillar or trip over a bicyclist you know, so on Palm Rock?
2: I, I personally haven't, but I've totally witnessed um, hilarious <laughs> situations. I've seen people, you know, like, step off a curb funny and totally eat the concrete. And
1: <laughs>
2: honestly, the other day, I was driving, and there was someone in front of me, you know, playing Pokemon Go on the road. and. You know swerved over to the left lane To try and like catch this Pokemon I'm just like you know what if, if I'm sending a message out there on the radio Please you guys don't play it on the road Because I seriously almost got into a wreck Because he's legit Pokemon catchers But
0: no, they're, okay. It's still so much fun And there are stories of people Like one guy ran into a park cop car A couple of guys oh my God. A couple of guys died after they fell off of a cliff That's crazy. See, what I've noticed is you can be within 100 to 200 feet of the Pokemon and still catch it.
2: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I I agree. I don't think you have to really... I mean, I'm not necessarily going to run off a cliff to catch a Pokemon, but I mean... Yeah, you don't have to – you don't really have to be that close.
0: Yeah, and you you hear these stories about these people who are, like, knocking on their neighbor's door, like, hey, there's a Pokemon in your backyard. No, you can, <laughs> you can get that from your own house.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely, or at least, like, by the fence. You don't have to go trespassing either.
0: Yeah, and have you noticed any of your – well, I, I don't even know if you have – if you have – uh, sedentary friends have you noticed any of your less active friends getting more active because of pokemon go
2: absolutely it's funny you mentioned that i it's like the app is definitely working to serve its purpose like again my boyfriend and i when we go um you know hunting for and we go to the parks nearby and i mean it's flooded um tempe town lake over tempe town uh, beach park over there is like packed like you would think if you had no idea what's going on, you would literally think there's, like, an event going on or some type of thing. And it's really cool down in Tempe because it's become this huge, like, phenomenon and people go out. And, you know, there's people that set up, like, live DJ booths and, you know, sell, like, waters and popsicles out in the heat and stuff. And people are playing and just, like, really getting outside despite the fact that it's, you know, 100-plus degrees out, which is crazy to me.
0: That's See those are the stories that I love to hear and I have I have so many friends who are like I've been trying to get them off their asses for years and then <laughs> Pokemon Go comes around and they're like Kenny I just I just walked 3 miles today and I'm like No it's great yeah, yeah. and I've only run also into too, you... Sorry go ahead. Oh no I was going to say I've only run into one hater Oh, really? How did that go? Um, I realized very early on in the conversation that he wasn't angry at Pokemon Go. He was just an angry person. Okay. So I wasn't going to change his mind about anything. Right. So I was just like, there's nothing you can say after that. Right, it's, right. It's like, you're determined to be angry. So nothing I say is gonna make you not angry.
2: Man, that's a bummer. Yeah, there's people here selling like keychains and like Team Valor hats and T-shirts, <laughs> and it's literally it's become this huge, huge thing. And it's, I mean, it's honestly a conversation starter. You meet someone new, you know, at a party or something. You, know, you ask, well, what, "What level are you on? What have you caught?" Da da da. And it just gets people talking. It's cool. It's really cool. I'm
0: total nerd about it. Uh, okay, so this just kind of clicked in my brain. So when I was in college, um, Facebook just was released. Like it was only available on college campuses. Wow. Okay. And what was? <laughs> yes, I'm 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 old. Leave me alone.
1: Not to dish
2: on you now, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but. It was weird because you would meet people in real life, and then you would con and then you would continue the conversation or whatever online on Facebook. Right. And now we're going from online with Pokemon Go, and you're meeting people in real life.
2: Well,
0: that's interesting. I haven't really even thought about that. And that's really cool. yeah, I I just think that's that's awesome in. I think, the eight or nine years that you and I are apart in college. So. Uh,
2: yeah, and even, it's also, I mean, Facebook is a very stationary thing. Like, you sit there, you need Wi-Fi, and you're doing it, and, I mean, usually you're doing it in the comfort of, you know, your home or whatever, but Pokemon Go, again, is taking you outside and, like, put, kind of put forcing you back into the real world in its own we- weird way.
0: Oh, yeah, and it's, it's there are times where, like like we live in the middle of a desert. So my wife and I were like let's go get some water pokemon. So we rustled up our dogs, we went to the beach, and we were like, "Oh, look, there's water pokemon at the beach."
2: Yeah, like it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's enough about Pokemon Go. Let's talk more about <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> I know right. This this podcast took its turn, but whatever.
0: Hey, hey uh it's the more we can get people up and active maybe after hearing you talk about swimming and pokemon go a pokemon go player will become the next big swimmer that would be cool <laughs> so um if you could have any superpower what superpower would you have
2: ooh superpowers are tough um there's so many good ones out there I think my first pick would be just the ability to just retain like ultimate knowledge. I would love to just read a book in like two minutes and just totally comprehend all of it or, you know, photographic memory type of thing. Yeah. I'm kind su- of be all knowing. I feel like you could do a lot with that.
0: I'm sure that would have made college a lot easier. <laughs> right? <laughs> What what part of your training is out of the water? I'm I'm curious about that. Do you do like strength training, weightlifting training?
2: Yeah, so there's actually a lot of that involved. A lot of people would be surprised, but um, yeah. So I swim every day, um, and then three times a week I swim twice a day. And then in between those swim sessions, we usually hit um, a weightlift session. So do a lot of stuff, a lot of strength building. Um, on dry land to kind of shape how I lay in the water and shape how I swim and stuff like that. So that stuff's really important. And uh, we we're lucky enough, you know, when I'm sure you've heard the news when ASU got uh, Bob Bowman as head coach. He also brought um, his professional like weight coach with him, uh, Keenan Robinson, and he's he's been awesome. He's been teaching us this really cool stuff and really helping us build our strength. Uh, outside the water and it's it's really helped me um throughout this whole year so it's been cool
0: excellent that's awesome and I I've tried to convey to people that weightlifting isn't just about getting big a lot of it can be functional training
2: oh right most I mean most of the weightlifting we do is I mean it's not really about getting big at all it's about strengthening the muscles that you didn't really know were there to help you know engage your entire entire body um, while you swim so
0: yeah and definitely you got to try to enlist that mind muscle connection right now do you have a favorite mantra or a motto that you kind of repeat to yourself like Maybe you're just dog-tired and you don't want to do that last lap or you don't want to do that last routine or something along those lines. Do you have anything that you say to yourself that gets you just pumped up and gets you through it?
2: Um, so my favorite, my favorite quote is by one of the most famous American journalists of all time, Charles Bukowski, and he always said, um, find what you love and let it kill you. And I think that's so powerful in some way, just because, you know, you, you know, you're really not doing yourself much of a favor if you half-ass anything in life. And I think, you know, being reaching your ultimate greatness and things like that always comes down to your breaking point and whether or not you're going to push that limit a little bit, little further, push those boundaries a little wider. Um, it's ultimately what separates, you know, some athlete and an olympic athlete it's it's what gets you there and um i think once you find a passion mine being swimming and my sport kind of um you know find what you love and let it kill you like it's you go down with it because you love it so much so it's that kind of gets me through i guess
0: no i love that i love that and i think more people would be happier if they if they found what they loved and they let, you know, if they did that. Because right now, a lot yeah. of people, they just wake up and they trudge to work. and.
2: It's just moving. It kind of just tells me, you know, like, pour every ounce of everything you have into this. And it, it'll, I don't know, it'll give you a return in the end. And you'll just, you'll find love in it and just ultimately be happier, I yeah.
0: think. I wholeheartedly agree on that. Um, do you have any resources or, um, apps like on your phone or that you use, um, to either stay relaxed or keep pushing yourself to the next level. I know we said Netflix helps you relax. Right.
2: You're just talking about like, uh, kind of like leisurely time or,
0: um, either, either if you have something like a specific program that you use when you're training or that your coaches use or, if it's just something like if you're going to go for a swim or a run or something like that on your own?
2: I think you don't really need to have any, um, kind of intense form of technology to keep track and analyze what you're doing. It's as simple as, I mean, I have a Fitbit and oftentimes kind of track how many you know calories I'm burning in a day just to keep on track with like nutrition and, uh, Making sure my weight is steady and things like that. Um, I do sleep with, um, it's called the Whoop, and it's just this um, sleep bracelet that kind of um, tracks your cycles of sleep and how long you sleep and where you can improve on areas of like recovery and rest. And that's more of like an analytical side. But again, it's just really, I mean, it could go down to pen and paper. It's just being kind of conscious of what you're doing and. You know, how, how often you're on your phone, looking at your phone screen before you go to bed. And I mean, sleep's a huge part of being an athlete. Recovery is, you know, half of what you're doing. You can't really improve unless you're, um, unless you're ready to keep going from the last benchmark you were at. So it's a huge part of it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the name of that bracelet called?
2: It's called the Whoop.
0: Can you spell that?
2: Uh, yeah, W H O O P
0: okay all right excellent thank you uh, yeah now this one is more for me because i'm kind of a gym rat but do you have any pump-up songs or any music that you listen to that just like gets you in the zone
2: um okay i don't know again not not to throw some shade at your your age or anything, but I don't know if at football games they played Thunderstruck for you by ACDC because that's like our football song. I don't know when it became that or how, but at every football game that's kind of how they start off, um, you know, with with ASU running out on the field. And anytime time I play that song before a race, it's just like I know in my head it's like go time.
0: I do know ACDC's Thunderstruck. Um, there wasn't any shade. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> um and yes, I'm not so old that I don't know what throwing shade is. <laughs> I know if we brought my mother out here, she would uh she'd be like, What are you talking about? What's what shade? What shade? We live in the desert, it's sunny, there are no trees. <laughs> and and I can say that because I know my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Alright. Um it is about time to wrap up so i'm gonna ask uh tell us about one of your heroes a superhero or a fictional hero a source of inspiration personal hero
2: um okay this is a little cliche and i'm wondering now as i kind of gear up for this answer how many people pick their mom but my mom's story is really really cool um and it always kind of keeps me trying new things because when my mom again i mentioned earlier that she's from serbia and um, i'm first generation here so her story of how she came to the u.s is pretty cool so she was um 17 just like getting out of high school she was working she had three jobs at the time oh wow um yeah working like crazy and saving every penny of it she worked um you know, while all her friends were picking what college they would go to or what the next step was for them. And, you know, my mom works all the time and she saved up all of that. And eventually one day um, she saved enough to buy a one-way ticket um, to the U.S. And she, you know, spur of the moment took out all that money on her savings and bought her ticket and had like 300 bucks less in her account. And she um, she quit all three of her jobs and said, you know, went to her parents and said, listen, I bu- I already did it. I already bought a one-way ticket. I'm leaving, you know, next week, and I don't know when I'm going to be back, and she literally packed a suitcase with an English dictionary for 300 bucks and whatever clothes she had, and she left, and, you know, she seeked out a better life here and just moved out, and within the first couple of days of being in the States, she picked up, you know, a job and Taught herself English and started from scratch. So, I mean, just kind of super inspirational to me and teaches you that you don't really need much to be successful. Um, I mean, look at our kid, you know, made it to the, the pinnacle of, of the sport and, you know, made it so far. So, um, you really don't need much in life to get to where you want to go. And it's it's all about kind of your commitment and mentality of just, Hey, I'm going to do this. And. I'm choosing to do it. So it's going to happen and kind of just getting there. And it's, it's pretty
0: cool. God, that is, that is so beautiful. And that is, that is like just the epitome of the American dream that it, right. Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's stories like that, that make this country so amazing. Um, It's the people who are not from here that make this country amazing. Um, right. And and it makes me so happy. And so yes, absolutely. Um, that is not a cliched answer whatsoever because your mom is awesome.
2: <laughs> my, uh, my mom's my hero.
0: So that's very cool. That's excellent. Um, real quick, just so everyone out there can uh watch you when you're when you're racing uh next month. Um, what days and events are you swimming in?
2: So I'm scheduled to swim August 7th and 8th, and I'm swimming the 200 and 400 meter freestyle.
0: All right. Okay. Um, are you nervous?
2: I'm more excited. I think, you know, at that stage and at that time frame. Um, anyone can can get out and get their dream like everyone's got an equal opportunity behind the box and it doesn't really matter what you've done to get there the fact is you're all there and it's always up for a grab so i'm more excited to just kind of put my story behind me and see how far i can fight with that compared absolutely. to
0: the girl next to me absolutely and um if, if you want if you you don't have to um where can people connect with you on social media if they want to <laughs> say right, I'm,
1: I'm about to get
2: some laughs, but if you search Rotten Spaghetti on Instagram, um, you'll find me. So you can
0: rotten, <laughs> follow me on that. Rotten Spaghetti. Okay. On, on the Instas. Um, yep. I will definitely tag you on that. Um, <laughs> uh, that's great. I actually have another friend who is on Instagram as Stinkerbell. And so... <laughs> So that kind of reminded me of Just love of to have some fun with it. Absolutely. You can't you can't take yourself too seriously. Right. Um, and I just want to let you know that uh, I don't know how many alumni you're going to have a chance to talk to, but on behalf of all of them from ASU in general and uh, the Honors College at Barrett, um, we're so proud of you and we're rooting for you. And I know I'm going to be watching, and I know everyone else who hears this is going to be watching, and we are all in your corner.
2: Thanks. That means so much. I really hope you guys know how much that means.
0: No, abs- you know, we uh, – devils stick together.
2: <laughs> yeah, proud to represent. All right. Uh,
0: last last thing to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening?
2: Um. Just don't wait around for somebody to tell you that you're good enough. um I think you know anything again is out there in your your grasp, and if you want it bad enough, you can do it, and you don't need somebody to help get you there. Anything you want in life you can do on your own and just stop being so dependent on others and start living your life and take its own let your own life take its own course.
0: Excellent. That is such good advice. And I hope everyone out there takes that to heart. Um, Kat, thank you so much for sitting down with me tonight and letting me just poke and prod into your personal life as you're getting ready to go on this amazing adventure. So thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I I appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're glad we could make time. Uh, to meet and to everyone out there listening this has been another episode of the dumbbells and dragons podcast workout nerd out everybody